0: Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about a three-part being. We are spirit, we are soul, we are physical body, understanding that we are a three-part being. And so tonight in our Connection Challenge, we're doing another live Zoom as part of our monthly Connection Challenge for this month of August of 2022. And we're going to be talking about this tonight. Last week, we talked about connecting with God. Getting more present with him, listening to understand, bringing honor and reverence into our time with him, connecting it with him on a deeper level. This week, as we go into our Zoom this evening, we're talking about understanding how we are a three part being spirit, soul, physical body, and talking about how those three areas of life are connected and uniting them, connecting them together. So, we're going to be taking communion over this today. Asking for God's help to give us wisdom and understanding of how He created this to function, how we unite these three together, how He created us to function as a three-part being—spirit, soul, and physical body—and I think of the middle, the soul, which is our mind and our will and our emotions, as the bridge, as the connector between the two. So tonight we're going to be talking about some ways that we build a better bit build build a better bridge. That's hard to say build a better connection between the spirit and the physical body but why are we taking communion every day about 10 years ago i had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever was doing life on my own without god doing things my own way but life wasn't going the way that i wanted to go at the time i was running my personal training business and i got into some tough times i've got some months where i'm losing thousands of dollars in a month had the weight and pressure and stress of the business on me. And I remember getting to this place and going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. There's got to be more to life than this. And shortly after this, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while, and then one day, Proverbs 13, it seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, the Proverbs tell us wisdom, understanding, knowledge, those are the principal things. And so I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life areas like purpose and health and family and finances and order. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living, this completely different way to operate my life. Where we make him the source, we make him the center of everything. We learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him. Allow him to do the work through us, getting his grace to flow through us. And I began to document what he was taking me through, the things he was teaching me, the things that I was learning, because learning a new way to live, learning a new way to operate our lives, it wasn't always easy all the time. I had to unlearn some old things, to let go of some old patterns and learn how to walk this new way of living out. And just began to document what I was learning. And over the course of time, it turned into a, a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe daily communion is the most important thing. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to turn the tables, to create a turning point in our life, and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There's something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're in the busyness of life. We've got issues and problems coming at us today. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. First Corinthians eleven twenty six 26 says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all of the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and reverence and honor for him because he's worthy to be praised. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture, coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves because the apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early Because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today, and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hands on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes, and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders, and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. We're going to get connected with the master. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's what we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and some stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps and some stages along the way. There's a process that we go through. And very simply I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan's probably going to look impossible. We have to be willing to move forward with his plan rather than wanting to go back to the way things used to be. And then we got to start walking it out. We got to learn to put off our old ways and to operate our lives in this new way. Where we learn to rest and trust in him, learn how to walk in faith and love and humility. And allow his grace to do the work, to beautify our lives. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day we got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. It has to happen every day. And I think it starts with humility. Humbling ourselves in relationship to God. Humbling ourselves in relationship to other people. Because it's the humble that are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And then I think we've got to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God. Forgiving ourselves in the middle and walking in forgiveness with other people. To walk in the light is to walk in love. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, health and energy, purpose and grace, time, finances, resources, it's all available to be received. And I think our first step is to get in position, to turn on the flow of this. And our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us, and it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, imagine the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God, praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done. To magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up? With our focus, our attention, our thoughts, our words, our meditation. To magnify the light. We can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness. His mighty works that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify every good thing he's done for us in Christ. And all that he's done for us personally in our own lives. And just look at all that's going well. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. He's going to sustain it with the power of his word. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. In the face of issues and problems, it's choosing to fill up that basket of praise because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away on our mind, trying to figure everything out. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. There might be the tendency to retaliate at people. We might withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. Or we might think that God's doing those things to us. On the inside, you have this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and pressure on the inside just drains all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst-case scenarios. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. It can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating. It can grow bigger and bigger as we magnify it more and more. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completion in him. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow through us. And everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And his peace and his joy and his love and his wisdom and all those good things begin to flow. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around, get back in position again. I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of those symptoms we're experiencing. And then when we recognize it, we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else or forgive, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. And you go through that simple process, the weight just lifts off you, everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental, we got to stay tuned in today. You get those rivers of living water flowing through you in your life. He's going to begin to give you some vision, some direction for your life. He's going to navigate your path, but we've got to stay tuned in to him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters to help me stay in rhythm with God. And these filters are just short phrases or statements that I keep rewriting every night as a way to reinforce God's standards, help me stay focused on the vision and direction he has for me. So I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? For me personally, that's abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down to this year. What's the word or the vision or direction I felt like he gave me for this year? This year, 2022, for me personally, the year of the beautiful land. And I keep writing that every night. And then I want to bring it down to this month. This month we're focused on connection. Prioritizing connection. So I keep rewriting those words. Prioritize connection. Prioritize connection. Every night before bed. And then I want to bring it down to this week. What are we focused on this week? And that's where we talk about our yearly cycle updates. As we go around the cycle or the circle of a year, Think of it like a 360-degree view of God and who he is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Different seasons of the year. Just give us little reminders, little nudges back on track to stay in rhythm with him. This time of year, right now, is a reminder to refocus, refocus. Sometimes we drift off track a little bit. This time of year is a reminder to refocus and to recommit back to the basics again, back to the basics again, and then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify what went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay connected with Him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection, just take a couple minutes, just slow down. Think of it like plugging in a phone, getting powered up in him again. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with. What do I know to do today? Because I learned I was, sometimes I was toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. And I was getting out ahead of him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And so I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. And we remember this very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one, the very first words we see God speak in the Bible, let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning, let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan and full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, with all those doubts and unbelief removed, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything that God has for us into our lives. Let's talk about a three-part being today. We are spirit. We are soul. We are physical body. The spirit man, I think of as the inner person of the heart. It's the inner essence of who we are. Our soul is our mind and our thinking and our emotions, our will. And then we have our physical body. Now we've got these three parts and what God has done for us in Christ, he's made us whole. We are whole in him. We are whole and complete in him. But then we got to get that out of our spirit through our soul and into our physical body, where it all functions together as one. And I think of the soul as the bridge, as the connector between the two. And that's where the Bible talks about. We have to renew our mind. We have to renew our mind. We're transformed through the renewing of our mind. Let's take a look at this scripture here. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. It says, May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ heavenly father we're just asking for wisdom and understanding and knowledge of how we're a three-part being spirit soul and physical body help us to understand how all these fit together how they're meant to work together And then teach us the knowledge of how to practically apply that revelation and insight into our lives. How they're meant to function as one. We're asking for your help to understand that, Lord, and to connect them better. To have them function as one. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember. God sent us His one and only Son. All of us, like sheep, had turned to our own ways. We'd all gone our own way. And God laid upon Him the sins and the iniquities of us all. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. And by His stripes, we've been healed. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He became a curse on the tree so that we could have God's blessing. He was broken and crushed by God so that we could be connected back to God and be whole. And he's raised back to life. He's victorious over death and he's raised up and seated at God's right hand. And God raised us up with him and seated us together in heavenly places, made us one with him. Sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Crying, Abba, Father, made us his children, made us heirs, give us this rich inheritance in him. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight, all through his one sacrifice. He is the one who makes us holy. He sanctifies us. Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us. He makes us new. He makes all things new. He gives us this new covenant with God, this blood-sworn oath in the blood of Jesus that God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice all right physical fitness one of the ways for us to practically walk this out spirit soul physical body is i want you to think about your breathing in your exercise unites your body your breathing unites your body inhale as you're recovering in the recovery portion Exhale as you're doing the work. Inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. Inhale as you recover. Exhale as you do the work. And let the breathing lead your movement. It's one of the ways we begin to unite spirit, soul, and body. It helps us to become more present, I believe. So let's pay attention to your breathing as you go through the exercise this week. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. Would you like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint? And you go to the Bunnet Life Training Center dot com.